I have a question for you. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like you're starting a task and then you feel like you're getting interrupted and you switch to a different type of task and you're constantly doing this type of juggling act, switching between different tasks and things on your to-do list and never really driving anything forward and your productivity totally tanks and nothing really gets done? Well, chances are, if you're like most academic physicians and maybe even scientists, you have done this project juggling act, not moving anything forward in a meaningful way. And if that is you, stay tuned and I will share with you what you can do to get off that hamster wheel and finally increase your productivity. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Hi there and welcome back. This is Inga Hoffman and I welcome you to the Academic Revolution podcast. I'm so excited to welcome you and today we are going to talk about context switching, which comes from pillar number one of my physician success DNA method. Uh, and pillar number one, as you might recall, is performance habits. So there would be a lot of things I could probably talk about when it comes to how to use the frameworks of context switching to increase your productivity as an academic physician or a scientist. In fact, there are five things that I have found incredibly helpful when it comes to being more productive specifically when we talk about managing multiple tasks or projects at a time and when we want to learn how to focus just on one thing. But for the sake of, again, productivity and for the sake of getting you started, I want to just share one of those five points today to help you increase your academic and scholarly output and productivity. And that is concept of clustering. Now we before we dive into this too deeply in the weeds, I uh, just want to kind of set the stage and explain to you what context switching actually is. But before I do that, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever noticed that when you're switching between various tasks that you have on your to-do list for a day, such as Perhaps you need to write some clinic notes. Obviously, there's always a gazillion of emails in our inbox. Perhaps you finally want to get started or make progress on a writing project, such a grant or a manuscript. 
And you find yourself just constantly flipping between your tasks. Have you ever noticed that that actually massively drains your energy and that at the end of the day, you haven't moved really anything forward? And you might notice that at the end of the day, you feel like you have been incredible busy, the day was crazy, but you wonder, what have I actually accomplished today? And if that is you, you're not alone. I have found that so many of us academic physicians struggle with this. And what I see many physicians and scientists make the mistake with, they are switching between all those different tasks that I just mentioned. You know, you hop from one thing to another. You were starting to write on your manuscript. Finally, you blocked out some time. And then before you know it, you get interrupted. And those interruptions could be external or internal. And let me explain to you in a second what that is. But you quickly switch from the task you intended to do to something else. And in the meantime, you find yourself at the end of the day not really moving anything forward. You're constantly just starting something, stopping, starting, stopping due to interruptions. And interruptions could be coming in different forms. I call them external or internal interruptions. So let me explain what they are. External interruptions are those things that are truly external. So for example, your pager goes off and somebody has an urgent question for you or there's a sick patient or something. That is an external interruption. Your phone goes off. Somebody knocks at your office door. That is an external interruption. But then there are also internal interruptions. These are sort of the wanderings of our own mind. You know, we are on a task, we're trying to focus, we're trying to write, and blip, out of nowhere, a random thought comes into mind. Uh, oh my gosh, I got to check this on patient X. Or, oh, before I forget, I better check this thing in my email. And you have given away to interruptions that you really have control over by your thought and got away from the task. So that's just a side note. So let's go back to this concept of context switching. So what I see many struggling academic physicians, uh, the mistakes that they are making is switching between those tasks, like I mentioned before. And often this happens because of interruptions and sometimes also because we just feel like if we keep busy and have all the balls in the air, we feel more productive or accomplished. This is this false narrative of the more I do, the more I accomplish, not realizing that nothing really moves forward. Sometimes this even happens out of habit. We just got so in the habit of we don't even know we are working on something very focused, let's say, a writing project or sketching out your next experiment. And before you know it, your brain makes a pause, grabs your phone, and you are on social media and you don't even know how you got there. So these are all habits. And we're going to talk about that at another time. But I want you to see this shows up so frequently for so many people and can be a real career and productivity killer. Because none of the things you started move forward in a linear fashion because you're trying to spin all the plates. You're a 
professional plate spinner. And us academic physicians with all these responsibilities are incredible good at spinning all the plates. Now, as you might or might have not realized already, that that puts you in a really tough spot because spinning all the plates but landing really none of them well doesn't move you forward. It doesn't actually get you to the next step in your scholarly productivity. It doesn't move the things forward in a pace that you need to in order to get, quite frankly, published, funded, promoted, and also robs a lot of your sanity because it's incredibly stressful to work in this type of context switching between tasks and skills and a different task all the time. Now, what I've seen most successful physicians in academia and scientists do, they have learned to master clustering activities to focus on the key task for a period of time that they define to move it forward. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, clustering is the concept to really say, I'm going to take this pocket of time and I am going to just focus on one single task. Now, you can cluster your activities, especially your important tasks, such as grant and manuscript writing in a certain pockets of time on a given day. And you can also cluster over the week. So let me give you an example of what I have found incredibly helpful with this concept of clustering to increase my productivity and focus. And I've seen it time and time again with other people. Now, instead of having your schedule for the week kind of all over the place, what I encourage people to do and what I found incredibly powerful is um, sort of front-loading and back-loading my days and clustering activities around them by themes. So let me give you a specific example. Wednesday is my clinic day. That means that on Wednesday, my entire day is designated to clinical and patient activities. Get the stuff done that needs to get done in clinic, writing the notes, the orders, preparing the next clinic, and any other patient-related activities that I might might not happen that day, but that I wanted to research. Maybe there's a difficult patient and I need to do some reading on it. I need to make some decisions. Um, so that day is solely focused on one thing and one thing only, clinical patient care. Now, Mondays tend to be, for me, relatively heavy with all sorts of clinical and administrative meetings. And I made it a point over time that unless um, there is something urgent going on, that in general, there are certain days of the week that I try to block meetings from that are non-urgent. And this works well. So you can say, well, let me just pick a couple days a week or just one day or half day, whatever it might be, that I keep clear for meetings and interruptions and solely designate as a research day. You know, we all have those on paper, but whether you actually implement them and fight for your research protected time or not, it's honestly largely up to you. Because again, the institution is not going to come to rescue you, but you can build systems around it 
to cluster similar type of activities and make themes of days for the week. So there might be a clinical day, there might be an administrative meeting day, there might be a research or writing day, whatever is a priority for you, that's how you should map it out. And then the same concept you can apply towards your day itself. Perhaps you don't want to write all day on a manuscript, but perhaps there will be clusters of time where you solely focus on that activity. So clustering is an incredible powerful tool because it gets you away from this um, habit of constantly switching between different tasks. And here's why this is hard to do. There's actually some um, uh, research studies that have been done showing that context switching, meaning switching between tasks constantly, is incredibly unproductive. In fact, I would say it's one of the productivity killers out there. Just to give you an example of a statistic, it takes about 9.5 minutes, according to one study that I found, to get back into the workflow of a task you were doing. So you can imagine if you were writing, let's say, on a grant, and then you check your email, and then you try to go back to the grant, it will take you nearly 10 minutes to get back on the flow and actually starting to write again something that is meaningful. Now, if you imagine you do this context switching multiple times throughout the day, you never even get in the workflow of doing getting anything meaningful done. So this is incredible powerful. And I want you to think about that next time you're tempted to get interrupted with a task. Again, there's four other things. So there's five general concepts we could talk about when it comes to context switching. Clustering is just one of them. There's four other things that you can learn about. And I will show you in the, I will put it in the show notes, how you can get basically more information on the other four. And perhaps I'm going to talk about them in a podcast in the future. Again, mastering these performance habits that I talk about and for today, mastering context switching, avoiding that altogether and focus, for example, on clustering will really increase your productivity. Zig Ziglar, who was a personal development guru that has been around, was really a landmark in this field, has put a great quote out there that I really love and I want to share with you. The lack of direction not the lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24 hours in a day and it's just the lack of direction, that lack of focus is what makes one person successful over another. If you are having clear direction, clear focus, you can do a lot more with the 24 hours that you have than when you're just constantly context switching. See, if you would run a scientific experiment, you have a complicated experiment either going on in the lab or perhaps in a uh, clinical trial. Let me use the laboratory, for example. You have some really complex experiment going on, you know, one of those big data analysis that takes all day where you're just like at the bench and wherever all day long. And you are constantly dropping this complex experiment and task and just do something else in the meantime, it would never get done, right? You wouldn't stop in the middle of a really critical experiment and say, well, 
let me stop the cell sorting or this fancy thing I'm doing in the tissue culture and just check my email. You wouldn't do that, right? You would see that experiment through until there is a reasonable time point where you can take a break, refresh, eat your lunch and come back to it. So why don't we do that with other critical things in our life? Just ponder on that. It's the same thing. I think Alexander Graham Bell said it really well when he said, concentrate all your thoughts up on the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. Let me repeat that again because it's a great one and I know you might be driving or something. You might want to write this down later. Concentrate all your thoughts up on the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. And in the same way, once we learn how to do clustering, instead of constantly switching our task around, once we cluster, we are applying this principle of concentrating all our focus on one task at hand, just like the sun rays burn when they're bundled together. So I hope this served you today. Again, if you want to know, learn more about additional principles and uh, steps to overcome context switching, I want you to go to the show notes and I will leave a link in there in the show notes for you to download a free PDF worksheet where I give you additional tips that you can implement right now today to increase your productivity for the better. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit ingahoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution podcast.